You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Moreno, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And we're finally here. 2021 NFL season ready to kick off. You'll be listening to this uh, at least after the Thursday night game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. But the full slate coming this weekend, and of course that including the Buffalo Bills as they host the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday at 1 p.m. at Highmark Stadium. For so many fans, right, that will be in attendance at that game, those season ticket holders, um, I know it sounds kind of corny, but congratulations to all of you, right? You'll be back in your familiar setting, tailgating with friends and family, and of course, packing the stadium in Orchard Park to cheer on the Buffalo Bills for what we hope will be a victorious Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. In this episode of the podcast, I want to talk to you guys about the things that I'm going to be watching the most closely when it comes to Sunday's matchup. Of course, I'm always curious to hear from each of you. You can find me in the comments section at buffalorumblings.com, or you can always hit me up on Twitter at anthmarino at any time. Before I jump into that, though, I did want to give a heartfelt thanks to everyone that had signed up for the Buffalo Rumblings Pick'em competition. At least at the time of recording, over 120 people had signed up, which was pretty incredible. Helped us raise over $2,000 so far for breast cancer research and programs as part of the work that the American Cancer Society does. So I just wanted to say thank you to all of you. Thank you to my fellow hosts from buffalorumblings.com, especially Nate from Circling the Wagons, who really helped to spearhead this and get it up and going. But it's truly a team effort as all of our hosts are on board, as well as our friends from other networks as well, including my man Joe Marino from Lockdown Bills and Greg Tomset from Cover One. So to everyone that has signed up, thank you so much. We'll have a lot of fun this season, and I appreciate you guys being a part of this. Now let's get to the football on Sunday and what I'm really going to be looking forward to. First up on my list, and of course I think it's an easy one to discuss, um, is going to be the play of Josh Allen. And I say this like you guys know, I'm not one of those people that falls into the category of expecting him to have some sort of a regression. And I think that's a topic even for another day when people talk about regression. I always find that falling more along guys that are talking about fantasy football and statistics as opposed to the play on the field and wins and losses. But I'll save that for another rant at some point. But obviously, Josh Allen coming off the eight-year contract extension, the runner-up to the NFL MVP award in 2020, uh, is back. And he's opening the season at home. Uh, he's got a lot of familiar faces around him and guys like Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox, the same offensive line. 
really just one new face in Emmanuel Sanders. But I say all of this, right, because Josh Allen is the most important player on the Buffalo Bills roster. He is the leader of this team and one of the rising stars in the NFL. And not only is it opening day at Highmark Stadium, but it's against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. That is traditionally one of the top defenses in the NFL. Of course, we'll see what they look like on Sunday. T.J. Watt signs his deal, so any question that he might not be playing, that goes to rest as he will be on the field. Albeit, I'll be curious if he's a little bit rusty from his lack of practice time. But again, I digress. But the number one thing, of course, I'm going to be looking at, at least on this list, right, when I say the number one thing, is the play of Josh Allen and see if he can pick up where he left off during the 2020 regular season. Um, I say regular season, right, because we know it wasn't the strongest performance against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. But how he can look and this Buffalo Bills offense, of course, against, like I said, one of the top defenses in the NFL in the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think any Buffalo Bills fan would have the play of Josh Allen on their list of things to watch for on Sunday and to see how he can perform. And of course, we are all in and ready to see what takes place. Number two on my list also ties into the offense. And, you know, I've got two things on the offense and two things on the defense I'm looking at. Um, The second thing on offense is the play of the running backs. The running back position has been a hot button conversation all offseason, right? We can talk about Zach Moss and Devin Singletary and their play during the 2020 season um, is being okay. Right, We certainly saw some improvement in the second half of the year. They don't get a ton of opportunities, so a little bit tough to get into a bit of a groove. But as you go through with it, right, let's just say left a little bit to be desired, even to the point where the Bills made an upgrade for that number three running back, getting Matt Breida to replace um, TJ Yeldon this offseason, providing a, a bit of a speed element. So is Breida going to be active on Sunday? Is he going to be an inactive that will remain to be seen. But as I say this, right, at least in the, the preseason, we've seen some nice play from Devin Singletary, certainly looking slippery out there in some of his runs. Um, Zach Moss, again, showing some positive signs, albeit on a couple runs that were called back because of penalty. Um, but that is a position where you say, not that you're looking for them to get increased opportunities, but let's see if you can say maybe they can make more of the opportunities in front of them, what that running back group can do. And if that running back group can take a step forward, right? And we always talk with young players about taking that next step. Of course, we talked about it last year with Josh Allen. We're going to talk about it now with the running backs. If we can see more from these guys coming out of this type of situation, I think that's going to be pretty interesting for everyone. And I'm not talking about more touches for the backs. I want Josh Allen to be at the center of this offense. I want them to be a pass-heavy offense. I think many people do. But I do want to see them be in that position where if they hand the ball off to Singletary or if they hand it off to Moss or to Breedham, that these guys are in a position where they can deliver. And maybe that's as a pass catcher. Maybe it's as a traditional run, whatever it may be. But I think that's a piece where you just want to feel a little bit more of a sense of confidence around the running back position than we did during 2020. Um, Again, not saying that it's bad. You know, I'm not one of those guys. I don't get too high. I don't get too low. But if we can see a little bit more productivity out of those touches, 
for me, that is something I am all in on. Um, the third thing on my list that I'm certainly keeping an eye on, it really comes to the play of the linebackers. And I say this because last year, you remember in week one, the Buffalo Bills uh, with injuries to Tremaine Edmonds, to Matt Milano, and really the, the defense never really seemed to get on track for the Bills in many ways during a, a big stretch there. As Edmonds was playing hurt, Milano was out, kind of flip-flopping back and forth early in the season as he was trying to play through some things before that got worse. And you just realize how important those two guys are to the Bills' defense. And I want to look at that linebacker group because it's a type of situation, too. Um, you know, now you've got someone like Andre Smith, who by all accounts in training camp has looked really well, played really well in the preseason. Is this someone that has some flexibility along with an A.J. Klein that maybe Edmonds and Milano don't need to play 100% of the snaps? Maybe these guys can play somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 to 85% of the snaps, give them a little bit of a blow, keep them a little bit fresh. Not to say that there's not a drop-off. You know, A.J. Klein is not Tremaine Edmonds. Andre Smith is not Matt Milano. I'm not implying that. But if you can do a little bit of mix and match here, just to give those guys a blow again to, to keep them fresh because I think as you look at things and saw what the defense looked like without Edmonds and Milano, more notably Milano, right, as Edmonds was playing through the injury for most of the season last year, to see what we can get from these other linebackers. And if we do get some productivity from Andre Smith, if we do get some from A.J. Klein, to a lesser extent Terrell Dodson and uh, Tyler Matakiewicz, then yeah, I get it, and that's okay. So for me, that's another piece that is high up on the list um, as I talk about this matchup on Sunday. I want to see what can take place. But also, not just the depth behind Edmonds and Milano, but to see what these guys can do. To see a healthy Matt Milano all over the field and being productive in everything that you know that he brings to the defense. And also for Tremaine Edmonds. Um, I'm a big fan of Tremaine Edmonds, two-time Pro Bowler. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah, he's only 23 years old. He's still developing. He's still learning. Uh, he's young, right? But there's some things where we want to see him play better, do a better job of shedding some of those blocks. What will having Harrison Phillips and Starla Tulele mean for him where he can roam free a little bit? Um, I'm here to see that. I'm here to see him take that next step. So when you talk about, yeah, you picked up his fifth-year contract or is this someone the Bills want to extend, that it becomes a little bit more of a no-brainer as opposed to the question mark that it is for some. My fourth and final thing to talk to you guys about of what I am looking forward to in this matchup for the Bills on Sunday is the defensive end position. No surprise to anyone. We've talked about it plenty in the podcast, talked about it plenty at buffalorumblings.com. You've got the addition of F.A. Obada as a free agent coming from North Carolina, or the Carolina Panthers. You've got Gregory Rousseau, the first-round draft pick out of Miami. Carlos Basham Jr., the second-round pick out of Wake Forest. And, of course, A.J. Epinesa in his second year. What does he have? Jerry Hughes, of course, productive last season with the Buffalo Bills. And Mario Addison, uh, the Wiley veteran, right? So you've got that group of six at defensive end, and I'm here to see what they can do. I am all aboard the Gregory Rousseau hype train. You've heard me talk about it before. I look at this guy and what he has done, his play at the University of Miami in 2019, taking the year off, 
and uh, talk about a blessing in disguise for the Buffalo Bills. If he plays in 2020, he's going to be a top 10, maybe top 12 pick in the draft as a defensive end, producing the way that he has. He sits out because of COVID-19, slips to the bottom of the first round, falls into the lap of the Buffalo Bills, and by all accounts, is ready to break out into the NFL and be a productive player. Whether or not he starts will remain to be seen. I think he'll probably be coming off the bench, playing about 50% of snaps on defense. That is just my own prediction. Nothing, No inside information or no sources or reports that I've heard indicating any of those pieces. But Gregory Rousseau, I have a feeling, is going to make an impact on Sunday. And I would throw A.J. Epinesa into that group as well. What we might see from Obadah, what we might see from Basham Jr. remains to be seen. I'm curious to see how many snaps Mario Addison plays. And, of course, I'm expecting Jerry Hughes to be Jerry Hughes out there. But, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, and we've seen all the reports this week, those quick passes, right? He's he's getting older. He's looking to get the ball out of his hands rather quickly each and every time he has the football. So the Bills are going to have to get pressure on him early and often, make him a little bit uncomfortable, get him off his spot to uh, to see what they can do and get those big arms from guys like Rousseau up in those passing lanes to disrupt the Sealers' offense as much as they can. Now, in addition to that, the defensive end is going to have to do some sort of contain when it comes to Najee Harris, right? Because uh, if this is going to become a run-heavy offense for the Steelers, and at least there's been some indication that that is the direction they are looking to go in, um, then these guys, you know, it's not just about the passing game. It's going to have to be uh, on both fronts, defending the run and the pass, and seeing what the Buffalo Bills have at defensive end, especially from these young guys. Again, you can talk for days about the upside for Rousseau and from Epinesa and see what they're all about, and I'm certainly excited for it. So again, for me, the four things I'm keeping an eye on on Sunday, Josh Allen and the quarterback play, the running back room, the linebackers and the depth there, seeing Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano back at 100%, and that defensive end group, that group of six, seeing what these guys can do against the Pittsburgh Steelers and really making things uncomfortable, not just for Ben Roethlisberger, but for the rushing game as well. Now, listen, I'm sure you guys probably have your own thoughts on what you're keeping an eye on. Let me know. Find me on Twitter, at Anthemarino. Give me your thoughts. Let me know what you're going to be keeping an eye on. Or you can always find me in the comments section here at buffalorumblings.com. If you haven't done so yet, smash that subscribe button so you get all of our great shows Wherever you download your podcast, we've got you covered. New shows coming each and every day. I'm excited for you guys to, to hear these. Off Tackle with John Fina, um, a tremendous addition to the team. We've got the Chop Up being hosted by Jay Spence the King. We have got Bill's Mafia Time to Shine with Joe Miller coming on Sundays. And, of course, the Hump Day Hotline on Wednesdays, if you have not heard that yet. In addition to all our great shows, Circling the Wagons, Believe, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, the Buff Hub is going to be back in a couple of weeks. Food for thought. We have got the Bruce exclusive, Big Newt and Jamie D. We have got you covered seven days a week with new content. So we always appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm going to head out of here for now. I appreciate you guys listening. And as always, go Bills. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on surprise. The future of work. 
questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking. From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.